Hi, and welcome to another episode of Loli's Cafe. I'm Loli, and in this episode, we're going to talk about a shop for killers, also known as Killer's Shopping Mall, episode seven and eight, and the overall series review. There will be spoilers ahead, and we're going to get right to them. So I really like this series. It was really action-packed. The last two episodes were pretty much all action. Episode seven basically gave us a flashback to when Jian's parents were killed and the start of the shopping mall. And episode eight, we get our conclusion. So of course, Jung Jin-man is alive. I think we knew that, right? Especially because he was in the bathroom and we see that he could escape to the shopping mall through there. It ended with a lot of unanswered questions. So I think maybe they're going to give us a season two, but we don't know. And really it's up to the actors and the ratings. So I, I encourage everyone to watch the show so we can get our season two, just because it, it is really good. If you like action, I think you're really going to like it. The fighting scenes are amazing, like passion. His scenes, I mean, this actor, I don't know how he trained, but his fighting was brutal. You really felt like, I'm like, yeah, he's he's killing whoever he's fighting. And, you know, he finally got to take on the twin brothers, which we had seen from before, right? They had a little beef when, when they were on the team together. So he finally got to take them on. The way he kills the first brother is just, just totally brutal, just merciless. And I think that's sort of when Jian has like this panic attack, right? Because Pashin's her master and a mentor and she didn't know that he was a killer, right? She she even asked him like, are you also a killer? But yeah, he kills, just brutally kills that guy and she sees that and she kind of panics. But then she hears her uncle say, Jung Jian, chal duro, right? Listen well. And that kind of calms her, right? That's always what he tells her. You you hear that throughout Yi Dong-wook saying, Jung Jian, chal duro. So, Yorubun, chal duro. You see her have this panic attack, but but then she hears that and, and she calms down and, and she comes to her senses. And I like that she didn't give up and she figured out a way to beat Yi Sung-jo, right? Yi Sung-jo just totally underestimated her because she is a little kid. I mean, in his eyes, she's just this like teenage girl who's not a killer, basically, right? And he's a mercenary that's been on countless missions and he's a really good sniper. So he doesn't expect this little girl to put up any kind of resistance or fight. He definitely underestimated her. And Bejong Min's death, how Yi Sung to kill him. I actually like that because it made his character be so meaningless compared to Jung Jian, right? Like he, but Jung Min basically felt like he was really this important character and that he had done all of these things to kill Jung Jin Man and basically help Babylon. But in the end, the way that Yi Sun Jo kill him is just basically like, yeah, you you weren't really that important. So I actually like that that he just got like a hatchet to the head and he died instantly. Now my girl, Somin He, I really don't want her to be dead. I I don't know if she is or not. I think she is a very, very popular character. So she's gotta be like a fan favorite. I mean, 
her action scenes were amazing. Her and Pashin, Gumhana and Kim Min, I think they did a phenomenal, phenomenal job with their action scenes. Pashin's fight scenes, they were awesome. And Gumhana, she was so efficient with her movements and just everything. So I I hope Minhee is not dead, but we don't know, right? Like at the end, she she drops the gun. So either she's totally exhausted or or she's dead. So we don't know. And Jung Jin Man, I think we knew that he's alive, but we don't know if he was fighting Bale, if Bale's dead and we didn't see Bale's dead body. And we know Bale's resilient. I mean, this guy, like I said on the last two episodes, it's like, yeah, I mean, the guy like, got shot in the eye and still was alive and he managed he got stabbed in the neck and anyways he got stabbed through his kevlar vest and he still survived so i have a soft spot for bill <laughs> it's not it's not really a soft spot it's it's just his resilient i mean you gotta admire that so we don't know if Jung Jin Man had been fighting him or if bale's dead or what's going on so we'll see or maybe we won't see, right? So it's just really up to us to write what happened if they don't give us a season two. So I'm guessing that Jung Jin Man was fighting Bale during this whole time after he sent in the twins. Or maybe he finally got the general, the Babylon head, because we know that Jung Jin Man wanted to set up like a long game, right? He he set himself up for this long-term plan to kill Bale. And yeah, it was like, I don't know, years. So he set up this long-term plan, but we don't, we didn't get to see the final battle between him and Bale. And this whole time, you know, at the very end, I was like, when's Bale coming? Is he coming? What's going on? Um, but then he didn't show up. And then when they showed the taxi, I was like, oh, that must be Jok Jin Man. So if they give us a season two, hopefully they'll show us that fight. If they don't give us a season two, then it's kind of up to us. So if they don't give us a season two, I'm just going to assume that Minhit isn't dead and Pashin just took her away to take care of her. And you can see, you know, Jian's disappointment when she comes back and her master's not there and Ani's not there. You can just see how sad she is because she's, I mean, she's got brother. So at least she's got, she's got brother with her. So, and we find out that brother is Honda's little brother, right? Honda's fight scene, we finally got to see it. That actor also did a good job. And I mean, he he was amazing. And we also find out that Honda is actually the shopping mall creator. And brother is actually the one that did all of the programming when he's like, I don't know, 10 or something. <laughs> I don't know how old that kid was supposed to be. But he was definitely just a little kid when he started it. But I guess he's just like a computer genius. Honda, he was killed. And Sungjo, I don't know why he, well, I mean, he cut off his hand, but at the end when he was killing him. But I think that's because Honda was wearing the brass knuckles and knocked off a tooth or something. And Sungjo's psycho. So they're all a little bit psycho, I think. You can't be a mercenary or an assassin if you're not, if you don't have that in you. Overall, the drama, I really liked it. I still have mixed feelings about just like the very short eight episode dramas. On the one hand, I think because it was only eight, epi eight episodes, we got so much action that we were able to get 
really, really high quality action. And I think if it had been longer, we wouldn't have been able to get that as much. I mean, the action scenes are, they have to be hard on the actors, right? And all of the choreography and the sound PD. So it's definitely a lot. I think that's why we get these short eight episodes. But I really think it could have been maybe two more episodes or maybe they're going to give us another eight episodes. So I don't know. And then it will be like a 16 episode drama, which is actually what the format they used for The Glory, except they dropped all of the eight episodes at once in The Glory. So I think it was eight episodes, but that one, they knew that it was going to be a two-part series. So this one, I don't know. The way they wrote it, we could get a second season or we could not get a second season. We don't know if Bale's alive. We don't know if the general, the Babylon CEO basically is alive. I think Jong Jin Man, maybe as part of his whatever endgame, killed him because that was part of his plan. I, I think he set up his shop in like this military base so that there's all this gunfire in the background and so like there are gunfires like nothing basically although you think they'd hear like oh there's gunfire coming from elsewhere that's different babylon they have a lot of money because they're a mercenary group gian's solution to all of the people once the second group of babylon that came that was actually a genius move on her part because first she used Isongjo's head to incite fear into these other guys. It's like, yeah, I took out Isongjo, who is this mercenary, awesome sniper, and I'm just a little girl and here is his head and I chopped off his head, right? So the fact that she did that and she basically shot him point black between the eyes. Now from the distance she was in, I think that I'm not saying that's an easy shot, but from her distance, you are more accurate. But then, you know, she tells them, you know, they're motivated by money, right? They have a job. They work for a company. And she's like, yeah, you're going to get this money tax-free. And I know who's here. I know who you are. And I'm going to, you're going to get what you want tax-free. So basically, you're going to get more than if you killed me. And you you're still going to be able to do your shopping and buy your weapons and you, I'm going to give you better prices than my uncle. And she basically just talked her way out of that situation. And they see what's waiting for them. Granted, they don't know Pashin and Minhe's condition, but they know that, okay, if she's able to take out Lee Sung-jo, there's really no reason why she cannot take out any of those guys. That fear that okay, there's maybe this chance that I'm not going to make it and I'm just going to get this money. It's enough to make them go. And then and then we get the cleaning crew to come up and clean basically everything, like all the dead bodies and, and dispose of the dead bodies. You always see this in, in these assassin dramas, how they have these cleaning crews that come and, and basically just wipe out like all of the forensics and stuff like that. There are companies that actually do that for, you know, if like there's a murder in your home, there's actually companies that come clean, clean out and things like that. But I think there's this, on these assassin movings, there's this like allure of these cleaning companies that actually exist and come and 
you know, get rid of evidence and get rid of the dead bodies. Now, I don't know if because they work for a company, like do their bodies get returned to their families? And I think, I don't know if it was in the maybe episodes five and six when Lee Sung-jo was talking to, I think, Kuma and, you know, like about how boring a desk job is and like working at the company and you know they they just made it sound like this mundane job where they have to go and do paperwork and stuff like that and I just thought that was so funny because working at a company there's so much of that and just countless meetings and paperwork and just so much so I I really just like the humor that they interspersed right in the drama so I, I thought the drama just did a really good job with Gian's story and her feelings. I think this actress did a great job. I'm glad that she, I think in Kingdom, she was kind of like this figurehead and she acted for her character, but it wasn't like we saw a lot of emotion or anything from that character. So I think in this drama, we could really see her acting depth and her range that she had. And it, and it was just nice to see, right? Like at the end when she breaks down crying, I think you definitely feel for her and, and you feel like, yeah, like finally you can grieve your uncle. Finally, you can be sad. Pashin and Minhe are gone. Everything that she went to, through just at that very end, I thought she did a great job. I really like this drama. I thought it was just phenomenal. The action I really enjoyed. I think the last two episodes really stepped it up. I think all throughout the drama had been pretty good, especially like episodes one and two were pretty good. And, and this just stepped it up. And you got it, Gian. She, even when she was a little girl, right? Like going out the window, hanging out the window, dropping to the couch. I don't know that many people could do what she did. And I think that's why it makes it believable, right? That she's capable of basically beating this group with the way that her uncle set her up and the help that she got, right? That she's got this inner strength in her and she makes the decision to just stay and, and just run with it. So I really liked it. I hope you guys enjoyed it. The action is amazing. Jung Jin Man being alive, I think that gives us more hope for another season. Maybe we'll see Bale not being dead. And Bale, I mean, really, like, I have to see him, like, bleed out or something or get, like, his heart out or... And I don't, I don't know what I would believe to believe that Bale's dead since Bale is so resilient that... It's just kind of crazy. Now, I think Bale, right? Like he's made out, well, he is psycho. He's a total psycho serial killer. But I liked his attitude about, you know, he he found something that he likes to do and he got a job in that field and he was making it work for himself. And then self-righteous Jung Jin Man comes and ruins it for him. So it, that's basically his viewpoint. But the fact that he, I mean, he survived so much. The guy's just a badass. So I, I love the characters. I, I was actually sad to see the twins die, but I wasn't sad that Pashin was the one that killed him because I was like, they annoyed me when they were on the plane and, and Pashin just threw down with them and just, yeah. I, I, I don't think that enough good things can be said about Pashin's fighting style and I mean, his 
just action scenes, especially these last two episodes were great. Lee Dong-wook also did a great job in, I think, episode seven on his action scene, taking out all the guys. I think he there's like one move where he basically takes out the clip from the gun and the bullet in the chamber. I always like that move. That's like one of the best moves that I always see when people are fighting. I really, I really enjoyed that. Anyways, I hope you guys enjoyed it. There's no romance in this at all and it keeps you guessing a little bit. Obviously, if you've listened to the podcast, you've spoiled it for yourself. But, you know, if you're really into romance and you're like, oh, I don't know if I should watch action. I, I really like it. Now, if you if you don't like watching like violent action, okay, it it, it is violent. It is it is very violent. So and and there's some of the scenes are, are pretty brutal, but I really liked it. I I think for me, this is like a 10 out of 10. Now, the only thing, maybe maybe I'd knock it down to nine. I'd knock out like a half, a half star just because it was so short and there's so many spoilers. So not spoilers, there's so many unexplained things at the end, whether, you know, Jun Jin Man fought Bale, whether Bale's dead, Min is alive, what's going on? Are we going to see them again, right? So it'll be nice to get a season two or even something with like four episodes. I would take that. But yeah, I wish the drama had been like a 12 episode, 10 episodes or 12 episodes. But I, I understand why they only did eight episodes because of the action. So, all right. Anyways, I hope that all of you guys listened well. Ciao duro. In any case, I hope that you have a great day and make sure to like and subscribe. Thanks.